0: This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Hope everyone is having an awesome beginning of 2021. I'm super pumped for this conversation today. Today I'm talking with Jamie C., also known as Pretty Little Ombre. She is the founder of Salt Society. She is the founder of her new venture, Rising Wolf. Um, I love this conversation because, first of all, Jamie is just extremely easy to talk to Um she is exactly how she seems online and she's very real and authentic, which if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that that is my jam. Um, so I hope you enjoy. We recorded this at the very beginning of 2021 on january 4th um so we get into a lot of different things and there's a little emotion um about 2020 in here so i think that a lot of you um can really relate so please enjoy if you like what you hear don't forget to give it a share on instagram and go ahead and tag me and jamie at pretty little ombre um i would appreciate it very much enjoy Hello, Jamie. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm <laughs> super excited to talk to you today. So um, you are like a jack of all trades in the beauty industry, and now you're branching out outside of the beauty industry a little bit. Am I correct? Mm. Yes.
1: Yeah, actually I am. I, uh, so I've been in the hair industry for, I think it's now 15 years. Mm-hmm. 15 years I've been doing hair. And I stopped actually being behind the chair about two and a half years ago Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant with my youngest daughter, Lily. And I was in the process of launching my education company, Salt Society. So we were in the process of doing that and realized like I had to take something off my plate. Um, and I think just to, you know, any hairstylist can honestly understand the stress that it puts on your body. After many years, I had tendonitis in my shoulders, and just all rotator cuff issues, back issues. And, uh, and so being able to now step outside of that even more is like, I'm now transitioning into helping with the launch of my third company, Rising Wolf. It's now. Uh, primarily for creative uh, female entrepreneurs, which is well, it's essentially an awesome. evolution
0: of you through your businesses. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, exactly. then you're a stylist, and then you open a salon and then you open education for stylists and then mm-hmm. you coach stylists and then you get around other coaches and you want to coach
1: essentially coaches. Right. That's- yeah. It's yeah. been, it's been really cool. Like I've been working with like photographers, people. And, and the thing, the cool thing is, is like they're I mean, I I focus primarily on the storytelling inside of the mind and how the mind is 80% of really what's holding most people back and how to navigate that because we can like succumb to the stories and just live this mediocre life when we actually were planning to have something so much more purposeful and such a, a call to... I don't know something people. just more meaningful and important instead of feeling like we're stuck in this box of who we think we should be or who we were taught to be
0: or pleasing people.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, it's a lot of that. A lot of a lot of like uh, caretaking. Well, I, I mean, with with Rising Wolf in particular, like I talk to a lot of like my avatar, the person that I talk to the most is uh, an entrepreneur who's a mother. And so we inherently are caretakers and we want to take care of everything, but we have actually always put ourselves last and we want to rise inside of our business, but we have no idea how to love ourselves. So it's a very interesting process.
0: Well, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, so I was behind the chair for 17 years and this past September I stopped and I went head in full into coaching and um now granted like didn't have a business before like decided mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna start over and I love that um, the mindset is crazy to me like crazy like mm-hmm. you can't just wake up and sit and like be ready to like write content and like like it's like I have to like find it or like, like, Mm. it's almost like I can't even plan things. It's like, I have to just wake up and go like, well, like, you know, what, what can, what is, what am I able to do today? And it is nuts because before when you're doing hair, you know, you just go Mm. in, you know what to do. You can do it with your eyes closed. You can do it if you don't feel good. I mean, should you know, but (laughs) like, you know, it's, it's just, it's been really interesting. It's definitely been interesting.
1: Yeah, I found that in the very beginning, I think of training, kind of like training your mind into this evolution. So like you're in this new phase, right? And being able to think differently, it's uncomfortable, but it's also really beautiful at the end of it. Like, you're like, oh my God, look what I did, look what I can do. And then you just like start to build this newness and this confidence. And you realize through that, that you're still helping people in a new way. And it's really fulfilling. I'm happy. I'm so proud of you.
0: I've learned to be proud of myself, you know, (laughs) for a while, it was kind of like, you know, one of those, um, when I get a job is what I would say. And I realized Mm -hmm. like, I'm like fucking myself by saying that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I get a job, when I make money, like, Mm -hmm. or it, I would say if, if I make money. And then I realized like, no, like I have a job. And I am making money like, (laughs) and it was like a reframe. And anyway, but I want to talk about like um, uh, crap. Like you just said, um, kind of like going your own way. Okay. So I came to Salt Society a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I think I came to Christine's first class, I believe. Mm. And um, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're somebody that always like has a vision and like kind of does it even if people don't think you can do it. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. Because so yeah, 100%. For, anyone
1: who's,
0: <laughs> for anyone who's never been to Salt Society, the salon is behind it and it's hidden.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool hidden. it's shit. Thank you. Like,
0: <laughs> Thank it really you. is cool. Um, but how many people when you decided to open that salon were like, you can't, you're not going to have a successful salon in, in a corner. <laughs>
1: um, uh, well, it, it's interesting because both my husband. And my father were like, you should have just renters just because it's safe. Right. And, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to just do that because it's safe. I said, like, maybe we should do the research. Well, mind you, I didn't know shit about opening a salon. I mean, I've learned so much. And with all of that knowledge now within salt society, we have a a salon mentorship uh, with my business manager and my marketing manager, and they teach people how to either if they're in like the first three to five years of opening their salon or if they're thinking about opening a salon and they had this like whole five-week transformative way of implementing policies and becoming a leader and knowing what to do and I where do you think I started learning all the stuff from too was right. like do, going to classes and being I've learned so much just from the people that I've hired and it's interesting because when you think you want to do something, it's weird because I think like most entrepreneurs have this like weird confidence. They're like, it's just going to fucking work out. Like it's just going to work out. Like there's no failure is not an option. And I find that's a similar, <laughs> I've had that kind of thought process um, ever since I've had my first daughter, Charlotte, Because I was broke, I was in the mindset of like, this is my life. This is what it will always be. I'll always be stressed out. I'll never have money. Like I I was working in a salon. Like this is just my life. This is how it's always going to be. And then when I had her, I realized like it was like this, like come to Jesus moment. Like I met my purpose and I was like, I got to change some things. Like I can't let her think this was just what you can achieve. Right. And I like went balls to the wall, just like failure's not an option. I'm doing this. Like I'm making this work. I'm like, this is it. And that's kind of just been ever since I've met her, it was like, she inspired me to be better. Right. And then I like built the confidence and then like no one else like really believed in me. And I was like, I don't care. I believe in myself. Right. <laughs> you have to. You have to. When no one else
0: does, who's going to do it for you? You just got to do it for yourself. Well, and people aren't going to understand everything,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. I it's mean, it's really their job too. It's know? not.
0: It's not. And it, and it's, but it's hard. So I, okay, I don't know if you remember this. So um, at Hair Love 2019,
1: oh, my favorite.
0: I came up to you and asked you a very strange question. And I thought about it later because I oh, thought I don't it's remember. probably, well, I'm going to tell you because I don't no. think, you probably don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it later and I was like, "Why? that's like a weird question, but I came up to you and I asked you being in the position that you're in, because now at this time I was just a stylist, like I was just a stylist Mm. behind the chair. And I was surrounded by all of these names, like all of these people I see on Instagram and, you know, Mm. these like iconic people to me. Right. And Mm. I came up to you and I asked you being in the position that you're in, is it lonely? Mm. And I came from a place of like, all of these stylists around you are either scared to death to talk to you mm-hmm. or like maybe talking to you because they like wanna say that they talked to Jamie C, right? Or like something, mm-hmm. like this is what was not going on in my head. And your mm-hmm. answer was that no, because you had all these people around you talking about like your other educator friends and all the people in your circle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I thought about it later and I'm like, okay, like as, as hairstylists, you know, we have like our hair mm-hmm. celebrities, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But like
0: you can still walk through the grocery store. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, no one's like, really you can still you. go to a
0: yoga, a yoga class. Like you know, like yeah. if you're not a hairstylist, you're like, oh, you know, you own a Yonas yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> but
1: that's exactly it.
0: So like a week later, I'm like, that was really stupid. Like, <laughs> but I think about it now question. because being in a different space where my family and stuff like that doesn't really understand why I just gave up a great career to try something new. Um, and it is my people that are doing the same thing that, that keep me not lonely,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? So it's interesting. Cause I go back to asking you that question and, and it means something different in my evolution, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
1: I love that. I love that. I remember <laughs> that question. I feel it was terrible so- that I don't remember that question. No, it, um, but honestly, like now, like it's interesting because. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I still, I stand true to that state that that statement too, because I think when you realize like, well, for example, like I don't see myself the way other people see me, like I'm just me, (laughs) like I'm just a person. I just do hair and I help other people learn and grow. So it's always really awkward for me when someone sees me like up here, Cause I'm like, but I'm just a person. And then like, I'm like, I feel like I hate to break it to you, but I'm really not that special. (laughs) Like I'm just a
0: person. (laughs) Well, it almost
1: puts too much pressure
0: on, on people, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, I think too, like, it's, it's interesting because I, like, I try to show up as real as I can online. And then I think people still have this idea of, it's also a lot of pressure. Like I've realized it was actually a point. I think there's more pressure than it is lonely. I think that's what I'm discovering in this conversation right now, because when you have a following, there's been times where I'm like, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore because like, and it was like a, I think it was like a moment of like, I want to say what I want to say, but I also realized that I'm responsible for a lot of people. Uh, my team, my staff, my family, my loved ones. There's a lot of people that are watching that I keep forgetting are watching. And like, I can't just like always just say what I want to say. So I almost have to be like a a censored version of myself on my platform. And it does feel very restricting sometimes and i've had this battle with myself like i just wish i could just like advocate for the things that i want to advocate for without it directly affecting my business cuz i've done that in the past like i've talked about human trafficking i've talked about um how i feel about mainstream media brainwashing us all <laughs> and i know like a lot of like when you talk about it, especially right now with the way the world is, it's, we're highly sensitized to making everything political, making everything a really big deal. Everyone's offended by everything. So when you say something, it's like, I'm deeply offended by what you're saying. Now I know you own a business and I'm going to attack your business, right. which inherently affects my team. So I can't really say what I want to say all the time. And I can't really advocate or like bring awareness to the things I really want to bring awareness to. Uh, And I have to just stay professional.
0: Well, it's interesting because I feel like people take things so personal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people take things so personal nowadays too. It's like, like if you say something that say, I don't agree with, like I have two choices. Like I can just stop following you. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: like, or I can and just go, oh, we just agree to disagree or what, you know, we don't even, you don't even know me like that. Like, it's not even like, you know, there's this thing now where people just want to like attack people because they don't like the culture. Yeah. And I don't, so that is um, a line that I did not know about until this year.
1: Yeah. It's not great. It's very, it's very bad.
0: (laughs) I don't, I don't understand it. First of all, I don't understand why you can't like people can't question anything. Mm -hmm. that I don't get that at all like I mean I follow a lot of people that say things that I don't necessarily love but Mm -hmm. I love them in a different way and it's like and it's okay Mm -hmm. to me it's like that's okay you know and it's it's just a weird it's fucking weird it's weird we're living
1: in a weird world
0: right now (laughs) well I think that it's a accumulation of everything too Like, you know, maybe like everyone's so stressed about their own shit and everyone takes Mm. everything so personal. And it's like sometimes it's like, hey, like what someone else said online has nothing to do with you. Like they're not talking to you, they're talking about them. Like,
1: I think that's a good reminder to people.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like, not about
1: you. (laughs) I know. I
0: do. I don't get it. It's been, it's been really, really interesting and really sad, honestly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been a it's been a challenge to to have to like sit there and be like, I want to say the things that I want to say, but I also have a responsibility to show up a certain way and stay professional and and then like but I also am like, but I also have a lot of people watching that I could also empower with this knowledge, but then I'm like, but it's not necessarily what you should be talking about on your page, like just keep it professional because there's so many, it's like, it's, if it was just me right. and I was just like, a hair working behind the chair, it's not a big deal. Like I don't, re- I mean like, or like working in an office, like it's, it I can probably, right? But it directly affects everything right. in my life. So right. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to silently do my research and I like advocate for, um, you know, companies that I believe in and donate monthly and just try to do that and right, do so you- empower people the way that I know how I can. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a bird. I mean, it, you know, you've got a beautiful career,
1: but it yeah. everything comes with sacrifices, right? A hundred percent. I was literally just talking about this in my head. Like, I think it was like two days ago because there's like these projects that I'm trying to get done. And my husband's just like, well, why are you doing it now? I'm like, because sometimes you just have to make a sacrifice to stay up late and do something. Right. Like sometimes you just like, not every time can I just like get everything I want to get done in my work hours. Like sometimes when like there's a big project that I'm launching, like it requires a little bit more of me. Right. But it's not all the time, you know? And I'm like, that's like, that's the hustle, but there's also like, uh i very much believe in the alignment part of it too like you know i'm doing it because this is a temporary uh sacrifice that i'm making and it's uh, your choice but, in the end and it's my choice right but i'm also trying to align with the fact that it's like i'm doing this because there's a bigger purpose aligned with that like it's a good it's aligned for the good of others and not necessarily like uh an ego driven purpose right Right. Where I think a lot of people are hustling because they're like, I got to do more. I got to be better. I've got to be more successful or look more successful or
0: make more money, whatever. Make you more know. money. Yeah.
1: Well, when the passion
0: comes, the money follows is what I've learned, you mm-hmm. know, even doing hair. Like- yeah. Yeah. It's like once you once you're doing it in a way that you love it, the money just kind of comes. It's great. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, I think that the especially with um, and you probably because we both. I mean, we educate uh, hairstylists on money, and I and probably I don't know how you educate with um, our, your approach, and I'm I'm sure it's beautifully authentic to how you connect with your with your clients and your students. Um, and you've may have seen this tremendously uh, especially this year, uh, coaching people around money. Um, but the scarcity mindset that's coming right Right. now, especially with so many people who have like had to shut their businesses down. And it's like, I'm afraid of losing everything. So like they're in this like resistance energy and like, I'm going to hoard things or like, I, and it's very uncomfortable. And I know a lot of people are just like, I might as well just work everything now because everything will be taken away from me. And it's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and it's hard. How do you feel um, this year with coaching? Because I mean, nobody nobody could have prepared for this year. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like you necessarily learn how to um, talk to people about getting their jobs completely shut down for. You know, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, it's just like, has it been hard this year to to kind of pivot, kind of everything
1: you've done, if that makes sense? Um, yes and yes and no. Uh, yes. It's been the hardest year, uh, work-wise I think because, well, I'm going to be as transparent as I, as I, I mean, I'm always super transparent, but I think I want to be really transparent right now. There is a really, really, it's really hard when you're, so there's different pillars within salt society. So we have, um, accessible online education. We have a membership platform. Um, we also have, we used, well, used to have in-house classes. We have a classroom that you've been to. And then we also had a travel team. That and was somewhat really new it.
0: too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. It had launched uh, in the beginning of, or like the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And so we had uh, amazing teams, like traveling to salons all over the country. It was amazing. So now the pandemic hits, right? And you have to shut down your in-house classes and you have to shut down all travel and you also have a team to help. Like I have to pay for a team still and I have to provide for them. And it was this moment of like, it was it kind of like this like survival moment of like, I feel so deeply responsible for their careers because they're here. They're putting so much work and effort into this. I'm like, I have to make this work. Um, so we've had to pivot the entire model of what this was. So like everything inside of our business is completely different. Right. Um, and we're, it still won't be like complete until like maybe the middle of the year. Um, because we've had to, we've literally had to restructure absolutely everything inside of the business. So it can withstand or be operable or exist, um, without travel and without house classes. Right. And it's like devastating because you'd have like it's just so, it's so sad.
0: (laughs) Uh, So sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Are your kids home? Like with a
1: school? Well, they were for a while. Um, I think, well, they were home for like a good three months. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, that's hard.
0: It was uh, so hard. Yeah, I know. Mine's, mine's doing school right now <laughs> in the other room. Yeah. It's, well, I ask because, um, you know, not only is everyone having to pivot their businesses or, you know, stylists not, you know, getting paid at all or, you know, whatever it's. And then on top of it, if you're a mom, it's like, oh, forget it. It's yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I was, able to be, it. that was another reason I Mm -hmm. kind of decided to make the decision I made is because I could stay home with him. But, um, this shit ain't easy, you know, no, no. I am not a stay at home mom. I'm not made to be one. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, no, how was that for you?
1: Uh, well, I think it's always like the first, I mean, I think most humans thrive off of some kind of consistency and normalcy and a structure and a schedule and right exactly we we thrive off of that and I didn't have that for like a good three weeks and I remember overeating over drinking not sleeping just like all just like all the terrible disempowering coping mechanisms you could Think of because just I was just like I just can't feel feelings right now. Well, because like, the, well, because like the salon shut down, right? I had all of those employees that I had to take care of and figure out and handle their emotions around it. Also, an entire education company that was reliant on answers from me. Everyone reaching out for refunds. My kids having like my oldest daughter had panic attacks. Uh, I mean, she's such a sensitive person, so that was very very new having dealing with her depression or anxiety and then having her have school and then my husband's still working and then my youngest was home and I'm like what the actual fuck like I felt like my insides were screening um I don't it was like it was I almost feel like I blacked out for like the first three months like I yeah. don't know I don't really remember much honestly
0: right Well, there wasn't much to remember besides stress (laughs) stress
1: and complete trauma.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm curious to see how many people have to heal from this year in general, you know, I mean so so much. much. Um, well, and all the things that you just said, I mean, you kind of wanted to break down and be strong for yourself, but did you even have
1: time? No, there was no time. There was no time. Um, And then you are trying, they're like, well, you know, and like your team's like, well, how am I going to get paid? And how, what about this? And when are we going to go back in? And then when we went and that's hardest thing, honestly, was when we got the okay to go back. Yeah. And my team is scared to shit Mm -hmm. about people dying. And it's like, and this was like a whole new, like, I'm like, I don't even know how to handle those emotions. Like right. I don't like y- y- normally it's like, Oh, well, like I, like I have to be out because I'm sick. It's not like now, like I actually have to work and wear a shield, wear a mask, do all these things. And then I also like, I'm afraid of um, my clients and how close can I sit with them? And I don't feel safe. And my, what if my, what if my parents die because I was exposed and like, what if I kill somebody? And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. what is, what is life right now? What stuff
0: nobody ever thought they would have to deal with? You know, we went back in May. I think we went back in May. So I was back behind the chair, May to September. And I hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I mean, it was awkward. You don't know how to make clients. I, I was the, I knew, I knew my clients like the back of my hand. I knew how to make them comfortable the moment they walked in the door until COVID. Like, I, I don't know if I like was standing too close foiling them was making them nervous. Like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't know how to have conversations with anyone because Mm -hmm. of everything going on in the world. Are you finding that with your stylists? Like, are they still like, like, are they having a harder time finding the passion or are they getting lost back in it
1: in a good way? I feel like they, um, it was a relief after a while. Like once they realize like, this is okay. Like they, I think it was the initial like getting back into it felt very uncomfortable. Like everyone was having panic. Everyone was having anxiety, um, especially about wearing a shield and a mask and being in that all day long and not feeling good. Um, And on top of like having to take people's temperature at the door, having to put up like sanitation guards, having the sanitizing things everywhere and having to sanitize your station. And then when that became normal, Like, this is just how it is. Then I think they were bogged down by the secondary issue, which was, um, the conversations. Mm -hmm. Everything's so fucking heavy. Yeah, Everyone's so sad. Everyone's so stressed out and they're dumping it on them. Yep. And then they don't, they can't escape. They literally have it in their own heads. They have it at home. They hear it on the TV. They hear it on the radio. They hear it on social media and they come in and they hear it in their jobs. And how can you expect to be a thriving person when all you hear is everyone's shit, right? (laughs) You know, like it's so low vibration. It's so heavy. Um, But I think that over time it's become a little more manageable. I think we're just finding that as humans, we're adapting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because like, you know, when you're out doing stuff, it's like somebody starts getting negative and you can just like, oh, like, you know, turn it. I went to the park the other day. It was awesome. And it's like, nobody's doing that either. (laughs) So it's like, like, if you've already talked about Tiger King once, like, you can't really talk about it. Like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yeah, It's it's been, it's just, I'm, I wish 2021. This will probably air um, beginning of February. Um, Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to see where we're at at that point Um, because Mm -hmm. I, I like to think that, you know, we're in the next year and it's over, but I, you know,
1: eh. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I, I don't (laughs) know. I feel like 2020 was like the breakdown. Yeah. And I feel like 2021 is the rebuild. I agree. And then I feel like 2022 is going to be like expansion and rebirth. So I'm just not getting my hopes up. <laughs> well, they're saying
0: that um, after the Spanish flu, you know, it was the roaring 20s because everyone yeah, was yeah. nuts. And it's
1: like, I'm kind of excited yeah. for that. <laughs> I know. And it's interesting because you you see, so like with social media, you're able to like get another view of how people are living their lives, right? So like in Florida, there's like, they're partying, they're going out, no one's wearing masks, everything's great. And then you see people in New York who are just like completely like, ah, everyone's freaking out. And you're like, why is it so different everywhere you go? Right. In California, everyone's moving. (laughs) Oh, I don't blame them, man. In California, man, it's gotten tough there.
0: I know. I know. (sighs) It's going to be interesting to see. You know, I said this at the beginning when all this started, that there's going to be a pre-COVID life and a post-COVID life. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: didn't know the extent of it when I said it. Like, now I look at it and I'm like, holy shit, like – like, I think majority of people are just going to have two very different stories, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. how, how are you pivoting into 2021? Or can you say that or is it secret?
1: Uh, no, I can share some deets. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> uh, let, let's share some deets. So we are, at least for Salt Society, um, we are transitioning into a, it's almost like a member's vault, Mm -hmm. So there will be um, and the level of education that we're providing monthly is going to be completely different. So if anyone's ever purchased like a tutorial or a bundle or any accessible online education, um, we've gotten rave reviews about how we already give education, how we teach, but it's going to be leveled up in a different kind of way. And so we will no longer be offering just one kind of off tutorials, it's going to be a whole experience. So you get access to, so when you like enter the vault, you are basically getting access to absolutely everything that we've ever had on the website. Um, And then you enter the newness, right? So you have all of that access, but then you also have um, a whole new levels up education with a purpose and intention of a specific transformation in mind. Uh, so it's very, very intentional instead of just like, Oh, here, watch this foliage tutorial. and like, good luck. <laughs> right. Right. It's very much intentional around a specific kind of hairstylist who's looking for a specific kind of goal. So we're kind of changing up our avatar just a little bit more to be very specific. So we're not really talking to everybody anymore. We're talking to a specific kind of person who's looking for a specific transformation and we're really curating our education to her. And, um, we also will be offering uh, certification programs as well. Um, yeah, we're really excited. Three-day workshops—it's all—it's all coming.
0: It's are you just- doing? Um, are you planning on doing live education this year? As far as like at Salt Society, or are you hesitant?
1: No, we're not doing any live education. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it, well, it, it's there's still travel restrictions, uh, and there's also the hesitance on behalf of my team. Right. So I get that. I think once, uh, you know, I think I would feel comfortable being able to do like smaller things, but then you you just like the second we're like, oh, there's some educators that feel good and feel like, hey, I'd be open to doing it. It'll feel a little different. It'll be performed a little bit differently, but let's try it. Let's like get people in. Right. Then then you like the news is like oh well Connecticut's gonna be like this and like there's da, da, da. I'm like oh, okay let's just right. not plan for that right now yeah
0: yeah yeah um, so, do you so do you super random so but have you rented out your space your Salt Society space for like photo shoots and stuff because it is such a beautiful space
1: <laughs> thank you yeah we've actually we've actually thought about doing that and kind of making it something that way um, but I'd like to redesign it really Um, yeah I want to redesign just a little bit like I have kind of an idea and a vision for like where it would be a little bit more um more just like the the entrance space with the green couch like that would look a little different like the classroom itself is like it's bare bones and it's like classic so I feel good with that space but I do love the idea of being able to rent out the space for sure so your husband's a
0: contractor correct
1: yeah. Do you, he is. You,
0: your visions and ideas drive him crazy.
1: <laughs> um I think they did for a long time yeah. <laughs> but then uh, he also like so right now he's super busy cuz he's building um we're building a house in Burlington where uh in Connecticut which is a little bit more like farmland. It's right now we live in Bristol, which is like the houses are basically on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't really have a backyard. We have one bathroom with four people in the house and we're like so excited to have more space finally. Um, But I told him like after he's just been like, go, go, go from like working a full-time job to not working to building the salon, to building salt society, to now building the house I was like I think that you should just take the next year off to rediscover yourself because I've done so much intentional soul work and healing and just self-discovery and he has not been able to have that option to do that and so he agreed to take next year off and I think it's just going to be really beautiful for him and I don't want to put anything else on his plate (laughs) You say that. <laughs> say that now. I say that now. He's like, I just want to like be in my wood shop and work what I want to do. And I'm like have fun. Like, see this corner over here? What do you like think of? What do you think like? about that? What do you think about it? What yeah, do you think? Exactly. About
0: that space? <laughs> so is he is he a self reflector? Like is he like you like try like a I don't want to say I mean, I'm sure he's like a growth type um, person, but like
1: um, I don't think he is. He's very resistant about it. Uh, I think he he's been he's uh, he's actually really sensitive and sweet, and he's very selfless. He loves to give to other people almost to a fault, where he kind of puts himself last all the time. And then he's like, "Why don't I ever have any time for me?" <laughs> <laughs> like, "Well, you're doing that to yourself, right?" Um. And you can tell the guy to make like a million to-do lists. And he's like, I'm just so stressed out. And I forgot this thing. And I'm like, write it down. Right. You're and trying to coach yeah. him. <laughs> and yeah, he does not like to be coached. He does not like to be coached. Um, but he's been like, I think he's, he's been a little bit more resistant because he was taught by like the manly man, right? Like men don't have emotions and your worth is, is uh, really a direct reflection of like how much you're working. Right. And so he's rewiring and kind of rebuilding who he wants to become. And I actually was like, uh, looking, I have a friend whose um, boyfriend does this uh, metamorphosis. It's like, a, it's men's work. It's mm-hmm. like soul work for men, which I think is so great because I'm so used to like women's work. Right. right. And, and it's really great. And I think he's going to, once the house is built, he's like, I definitely want to take the program and learn how to meditate and really do some inner work. And I was like,
0: that's awesome. So excited. <laughs> yeah. My husband's the same. Um, he's, you know, I'm I'm more like follow your heart and your joy. And like he's like, I gotta go to work. <laughs> like, and it's like, okay. Like, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, I think it's important, I mean, to have somebody that, you know, lets you follow your dreams though at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and if we both wanted to follow our later. dreams, we'd
1: probably be living in a box. So <laughs> like, Honestly, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I it takes a village to yeah. be a visionary. It really, really does. You can, it's so uh, one thing that I've learned is that being able to have a vision and stay in your calling and in your truth requires so much strength, but it also requires a lot of uh surrendering to others to help support you in that because it's impossible to have this big vision and just do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh so for example, like I mean, I do all of this during the day. He's building the house, but when he's not building the house, he's cooking dinner, he's doing laundry, he's cleaning he's cleaning the house, he's helping take care of the kids, he's letting the dog out, he's giving the dog a bath, he's giving the girls a bath and I'm on a coaching call. And you know, it's like it's it honestly takes a village, uh, at home and at work. I mean, I don't salt society would never be what it is if it was just me. Right. Never. Right. I mean, I give so much credit to my, I mean, my team is absolutely brilliant them collectively, like their brains are absolutely incredible. Um, and I just think it's, um, I think it's hard for a lot of people who've always done everything themselves to be able to expand in that way and to rely on others. Yeah. It's hard. Have you
0: always been that way though? Or or were you I can do it myself before you got to that point?
1: Um, in the very beginning when I went and rented a chair for the very first time. So, uh, when I go into anything, I normally don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just, I just do it and figure it out. I think that's because then you just don't let fear or the thoughts get in the way. You're just like, I'm going to make it work. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to develop. It's going to be great. So I went into renting a chair for the first time, not knowing how to run a business at all. I was a commission stylist for eight and a half years. And went on on my own uh, with very little knowledge, but a hell, of a, a lot of a determination. <laughs> <laughs> hard a, a Very hard at it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, very determined kind of gal. And I guess what ended up happening was I took on so much. So I was taking on a lot of clients. I was onboarding people. I was doing all of these things. I was doing a lot of uh, communication work with clients outside of my working hours, and I realized it, it came to it came to a head because I was like, "This is my responsibility. This is what I brought on myself. I need to handle it." So yes, in the very beginning, and then there was this moment of clarity, and I talk about this often um, in in my own podcast too, where it's like. There was this moment where my daughter, my youngest daughter, or my oldest daughter, rather, she was two. Two. She was two at the time. So I'm sitting in the kitchen. I'm on my computer. I'm like emailing clients and I'm texting clients and all because I have no boundaries. (laughs) I'm people people railroad me. I'm just like, fuck it. I I just need, I need you, right? I need you. So I'm going to take care of you, even if it's at the expense of my own sanity and my family's sanity. Um, My husband's cooking dinner. I'm in the kitchen and my daughter comes up to me and she's tugging on my shirt. Mama, 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 mama. And I'm literally in work mode. I can't fucking hear her. Like I, it's almost like a superpower. Like someone will be talking to me and I cannot hear them. Right. And my husband, like he just like gets so angry and he's like, what the fuck Jamie answer her. And I'm like, what? Like I literally snapped out of it. And she's just like looking at me and like her cute little face and just like sad eyes. Like, mom, why weren't you hearing me? And I'm like, oh my God, I literally could cry about it now. I'm <laughs> like, oh, it's so sad. Um, and i think it's like um
0: we can breathe for a minute yeah thanks
1: (laughs) it's like oh shit's gotta change (laughs) yeah yeah and that's when i ended up hiring somebody yeah so i could be i think it's like those moments when you're like i cannot do this all Like even when you're just like, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And then you're either like fucking up as a mom or like you're not a present wife or, you know, and like the last, and the the reason that you're doing it is for a better life for them. So like, so like the whole intention around like, I'm going to make a better life for her. It's going to be great. I'm going to show her what's possible. And then you're like, I'm non-existent because I'm so focused on work. You
0: know. And where does it end? Because you start that way, right? Like you yeah. start like, you know, in, in kind of that hustle mode, but then things grow and you kind of have to stay in the hustle mode, you know, to yeah. ast- you don't have to, but you know, in your mind you do. Um, so yeah, it's I've been trying to be more present myself because it's yeah. it's hard, you know. Yeah. And it it's hard to like train your mind to like be in this moment, not the next moment or or the past moment or whatever. And it's It's it's
1: a fun ride. That's sarcasm.
0: Yeah, fun
1: ride. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I think that's why like I enjoy now being where I am now. (laughs) Right, right. That shit was really messy, but it also really helped me understand the areas that I needed to work on, and then it led me even further into actually hair love. Um, I don't even know if I shared this with really anybody. Um, maybe I have, I don't even know, but Harlow broke me the fuck open. Oh, it, like that retreat. Holy macaroni. I cried the entire, oh, like, same. Like, I didn't. Like, <laughs> oh my God. It was so heart wrenching for me, but it was also like my, it was my come to Jesus moment. Like right. I have so much work to do. Right, like need to do it. (laughs) and without that, I don't know when it would have happened. I don't know if it would have happened. I don't know what my life would look like. But I can, I can probably tell you that I probably wouldn't have gone to school for mindset or got got certified in Reiki, opened up another business. I probably wouldn't have done any of those things. I probably would have just been a mess. Yeah, inside pretending to be okay. Well,
0: here, love has a way of like. um, I mean, I'm not a crier, and I cried every day every day. I mean, that first night, you know, writing, oh. like, writing the letter to myself. Oh my God. Like, I remember just like bawling, like writing it like the first yeah. line. Uh, anyway, if, if, if you're listening and you've never been to hair love retreat, just bring tissues. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, It's the most healing. Like, yeah. well, I, I think the thing was, is like, it's, you have a group of people who are around you who are also doing the same work, they're all there for the same
0: reasons too. There
1: for the same reason. It's all. I mean, honestly, you learn so much about how to grow your business and and how to. But you're you're literally healing and learning at the same time. Right. Exactly. It's magic. It's just magic. And
0: it was the first time I've ever went somewhere by myself and felt mm-hmm. so comfortable around like two hundred people I've never met. Like I
1: miss. I miss people.
0: Well, I'm in um, Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> high powered thing. So we're supposed yeah. to go to Tulum in one month. <laughs> Fingers. Amazing. <crossed. laughs> I'm trying not to get too excited, but I'm also throwing my bathing suit in my suitcase. So
1: um I think huh. it's gonna be amazing. You guys are gonna be it's gonna be great. I need it. This this year has been
0: tough. Um well Jamie is there any, I want you to plug all your businesses or is that going <laughs> to take too long? I mean, I can put it in the show notes too, if you like.
1: <laughs> well, um, I've talked a lot about salt society and we have a lot of, um, well, I think a great place for people to start with salt society is our resources. We have a ton of free resources. So blog posts that are super informative. We have our podcast the uh, hair goals podcast, um, we have our salon mentorship program. We have a personal development mentoring program. Um, we have my magic money-making program. Um, and then when it comes to Rising Wolf, that's like my coaching, uh, my coaching business. So I take one-on-one students and that's um, a lot of soul and business work. So it's kind of the combination of the two.
0: Is that um, more mindset?
1: It's, it um, strategies it's a lot of mindset, soul and strategy together. And it's interesting because I, so I had my first onboard, one of my first lesson sessions with one of my newest onboarding, um, my, my program's called inward. Um, and it's a three month program. And it's interesting because her whole intention around being with me in this coaching program was to think about, she had lack of clarity, which is like, so with so many people are struggling with, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so she gets, um, she gets on and, and she says to me, I asked her like, what are your expectations just from this one session? And she literally, it was all mindset stuff. It was just, and it always is with all the roadblocks. And then we do so much self-discovery and we find out like the route that we wanted to take was actually not what she actually wanted to do. And so it's a lot of that, but it's also a lot of business strategy. Right. So we need both. You need both. And I, I find that you, if you... them together and you do actionable steps with business and with with mind and soul together um they're much much more powerful together yeah much more powerful so uh rising wolf is um actually in the process of a rebrand. we just uh launched it and i realized that i didn't it wasn't visually what i wanted oh Uh, it's beautiful well thank you I I like it it's cool but it's not it's not it's it's cool yeah (laughs) Um, but it's it's like I I was like in it and I was like this isn't it like something's not right it's not right and then I I hired this one she's so amazing so that's going to be happening in the next like four weeks Mm -hmm. so it's going to be awesome because it's
0: okay to pivot it's okay to change your mind
1: yeah and always yeah
0: yep cool yeah well, yeah, is so there you. any, um, anything you'd like to say to the people, as my son would say, to the town? To the town!
1: Oh my God. That's so cute. So to, the town, the, to the town, the towns, townspeople. Yeah. <laughs> to the townspeople. Uh, what do I want to say to the townspeople? Well, first off, I love you. And I think that, you know, this year in particular, has been so isolating but also so connecting because when's the last time all of us have gone through something like this together right right? so um the thoughts that you're having may be scary maybe heavy uh but just ask for help ask for support find communities that um make you feel heard and supported uh, because I think most people are just so alone in it. Yeah. And you don't have to be.
0: Well, and we're searching there's ways
1: to pivot, you know, there's so many ways.
0: And people are searching for validation in social media and that's not as helpful all the time.
1: <laughs> the least helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the least helpful. Yeah. Um, but I would say that for your own um, mental health, find a community of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Find a community and dive in and get comfy
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. and be vulnerable. Just <laughs> yeah. cry it and out sometimes.
1: <laughs> you know, I think so many people are so afraid to heal and so afraid to say how they feel. And it's like scary, but it's like the second you get through that too, like there's so much growth, so much expansion, so many possibilities. And it's really beautiful. Well, do you feel like once you
0: say it out loud, that that makes it real and people maybe don't want to make it real, depending on whatever it is they're feeling?
1: Probably. Yeah. I think there's various, various amount of reasons why most people keep to themselves about it. Yeah. Um, Judgment. Um, too. Yeah, there's so much. There's so many reasons. Art listing. Uh, yeah. But I would encourage, <laughs> I would encourage people, even if it's just like, just join a Facebook group, talk to a friend. Um listen to a podcast,
0: listen to a podcast. Yeah. Sometimes that just makes you feel like you're not alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, thank you you. so, so much for chatting with me today. Well,
1: thank you. It was a pleasure. This was really fun.
0: Hope I'll see you this year at some point. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I was going to Tulum. Are you kidding me? Hey, call Elizabeth. I'm sure she'll, she'll put you.
1: (laughs) I'll buy my own ticket. I'll pay my own way. Can I just come hang out with you? Right. (laughs) All right, Jamie.
0: I will talk to you again soon. All
1: right. Thank you so much.
0: I know that I sound like a broken record, but thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. This has turned into something so much more than I ever thought that it could be or that I even intended it to be um, when I started this. I started this because I just felt like I had something to say and I quickly realized that um, the connections that are being made through this podcast and because of the people listening to this podcast are um, really just bigger than than what I expected and I just couldn't ask for um, for more. So thank you so much. If you like what you hear, please leave a review. Um, obviously share it on Instagram, tag me, um, and continue to listen if, if it really resonates with you, because at the end, all I want to do is bring you real and authentic conversations that, um, that you can relate to. So yeah, I'll talk to you at the next one.